Welcome to Fast Track Your Yachting Career. My name is Roger Overall and I work with Yachting Financial Solutions. And with me again today is Teresa Evans, a director of Yachting Financial Solutions and also co-founder of the YIFSOL Partnership. Teresa, hello. Hello, Roger. Good to be here. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about a topic that is, well, it's almost on everybody's lips who works in yachting because let's face it, yachting is a fabulously well-paid career. But just how much money can you make in yachting and what do you make as you progress through the ranks and what can you make in various roles on board super yachts? These are all questions that Teresa and I are going to look at today. I suppose one of the things that we, we also need to highlight is the fact that you're earning good money and it may, some of it, or sorry, some of you may even be earning earning this money tax-free and all your expenses paid for. So you know, it gives you a lot of expendable, disposable income. And we'll, we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode as well. But first of all, so you're in yachting, how much money can you make in the various positions? Well, let's look at starting positions first, I suppose. So Teresa, um, you just talk us through if you're new to yachting and you're coming into yachting, uh, both on the on the on the uh, crewing side, if you like, uh, the, the the technical side of running the boat, and on the and on the hospitality side of things as a steward or a stewardess. Uh, what what are the starting salaries going to be? Right. If we're talking about the uh, exterior of the boat, i.e. basically the deck, starting salaries for a junior deck hand, somewhere between two and $3,000 on the smaller boat and in increasing on an 80 meter plus boat to about $4,500 plus. If we're looking at a starting interior position, which would be as a stewardess or a junior stewardess or junior steward, Similar, in fact, identical um, starting salaries, two to three thousand on the smaller super yachts, going up to on 80 meters plus, 4,500 plus. Why, why such a, a, a salary hike, if you like, if you're, if you're going on to a, a, a larger yacht? Because people might be saying, forget the small boats, I'm going straight for a big boat because I know I can make more money there. Uh, I think you'll find, Roger, that it is the smaller boats that tend to hire the, the newbies into yachting. I think it would be very unlikely that a, an 80 metre plus boat would hire somebody as a junior stewardess and 4,500 straight away. I think you would need to have some experience of the industry first. And that the same would apply to deck cans too. At least a season, anyway. You know. And let's actually let's just uh, uh, look at one of the most important, if not the most important, role on board. Certainly, I know from your own experience in yachting, you'd say it's hands down the most important role on board, uh, that of the the chef and chefing positions. What, what kind of salary range are we looking for? The people who 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 feed the crew and feed importantly feed the guests. There's kind of an important difference, if you like, between applying for a chefing job and either a, a junior stewardess or deckhand, in that as a junior stewardess or deckhand, providing you have the minimum qualifications and you pass the medical, you wouldn't need to have any qualifications as any other qualifications as such. It could be helpful, but not necessary not essential. For chefing, the salary is going to depend much more on your chefing background and your qualifications. 
Now, on the smallest boats, they're not going to be looking for somebody super qualified. They're unlikely to be looking for somebody with Michelin star experience or anything. And the salary there maybe be 3,000 to 4,500. On an 80 meter plus, it would be 7,500 plus, and the plus could be really substantially significant, but again, very much depending on the qualifications that you have. But also, uh, if you're on an 80 meter plus boat, you're also managing, and you're the head chef, you're managing a team of people in the kitchen, in the galley. You know, there's probably a crew chef, there's probably a second chef, and there may be some other help as well. Where on the smallest boat, you're probably the only, <laughs> the only food provider. You'd be cooking for the crew and the guests. Okay, let's let's look then um, literally at the engine room of the ship. We'll come to the brains of the ship in a minute, the uh, the, the bridge, if you like. But let's just look at the uh, the engine room and. You've got the chief engineer and you've got various engineering positions. So what, what kind of salary ranges can people who work in the engine room expect? Well, again, I mean, all boats, it's absolutely mandatory that they have engineers. And so clearly the, the better qualified you are, the, the, the more, the better, better your starting salary is going to be. Um, if we look at, say, a chief engineer, um, which on the smallest boats, you're probably the only engineer on board. So that's sort of between 20 and 40 metres. Uh, the salary is likely to be between $4,500 to $8,000. However, if we look at the other end of the scale, sort of 80 metre plus boats, then your salary is likely to be sort of $12,000 a month plus. But you you won't be the only you won't be the only engineer. There'll be an engineering team that you will be managing, and there's most likely a second engineer and indeed a third engineer and possibly even more. So, what would a second engineer uh, and a third engineer? What kind of salary ranges should should we be looking there? And of course, I suppose at a certain point, boat size does come into it. Whether or not there is even a third engineer. Well, the starting salaries really for both second and third engineers probably around three thousand five hundred dollars to five thousand five hundred five hundred dollars. However. It would only be really on boats of 60 meter plus that will require third engineers. And it's only boats over 40 meters that would need a second engineer, most likely. Okay, so let's let's go to the bridge where you've got a range of officer positions, of course, and at the top of the pile is is the captain. Let's build up to the captain. What what kind of salary ranges can can the officers expect? Okay, again, Roger, it's it's very much going to depend on the size of the boat. If you if it's a twenty to forty meter boat, there, there will be a mate or the first officer, and this quite likely will be their first position as first officer or mate. And the salary is likely to be between three thousand to five thousand dollars on an eighty meter plus boat. The first officer is likely to be earning $7,000 plus. Additionally, you have somebody underneath that, the second officer or the bosun. On, us, on the 20 to 40 meter boats, you're very unlikely to have a bosun, but you will have them generally on boats of 
40 meters upwards. So on a 40 meter boat, somewhere between three and a half and four and a half thousand dollars starting and on an 80 meter plus five thousand plus there's a fair range then again i suppose things like okay have you if you're if you're looking to move up to an 80 meter plus yacht um have you served on a boat like that before are you familiar with a boat like that before though i I suppose those are key considerations when you're when you're moving into that 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 realm of size of of a super yacht Certainly, you would have to have a decent track record. You'd have had to have worked on, 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 you know, you'd have to have a track record of working on a number of boats. That's for sure. And, and I suppose what I'm foreshadowing there is we're, we're talking about these salary ranges and people will say, well, how do I get to be able to command the higher salary? Within those ranges, how do I get to command the higher end of the salary? So, uh, experience, having served on similar boats, years in the industry, all help. Are there any other things that you could you could think of that might assist people in getting sort of within that range, being able to maybe get the the higher end of the range for the for the position they have? Have you got any additional skills you can you know bring to the role? Do you have some additional administrative experience? You know, could you accounting experience? Maybe are you a diver? Could you uh, could you be the medical officer on board? You know, do you have that experience and qualification? Do you speak a relevant language, for example, French or Spanish in the Mediterranean or even Greek could be useful? Yeah, those kind of things. Uh, and it also, I think, depends um, who hires you. If it's the management company, they've probably got a, a list of, of boxes that they want to tick. Um, if you're being hired directly by the owner, it may well, of the boat, it may well depend also how well you get on with him or her, how much salary you can command. Let's look at the, uh, let's look at the top of the pile. What, what range would a captain on board a super yacht command in terms of salary? Well, at, at the lower end, between 20 and 40 metres, somewhere between $4,000 and $10,000 Sometimes on these smaller boats, the captain could be slash engineer as well. So that might help you boost your salary a bit if you can do that. And an 80 meter plus, we're talking $16,000 a month plus, and it could be really considerably more. Then that is going to depend, as we've already touched on, both on tangibles like your qualifications, length of time in the industry, employment history, testimonials, and so on. But it will also depend on the intangibles, how well you do get on with the owner of the boat. Um, Do you have experience of running a successful charter boat? Do you have a good track record of keeping an effective crew? All of that kind of thing are going to make a difference to your salary package. And, and, and just to, to, to remind listeners that we have a comprehensive overview on the Yachting Financial Solutions website of all the salary ranges um, that we've discussed so far in this episode, salary ranges for position and also categorized by boat size. So you can find that on the Yachting Financial Solutions website at yifsol.com, Y-F-S-O-L Dot com and just go to the fast track your career tab on the on the menu and you'll find this and loads of other information to help you guess what fast track your career in your thing 
So uh, just one thing that we, 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 should, we should touch upon, really, because I, I'm from a land-based background and I hear these salaries and I think, my goodness, that's a fabulous salary to, to, to be on. Even at, at some of the very junior levels, those are very good monthly salaries to, be ha- to have. And then you tell me, my, well, a lot, of, a lot of crew could be earning this tax-free. They may well be earning this money tax-free. Plus, of course, they don't have any of the everyday expenses that a lot of people who have land-based jobs have, have as well. Look, forgive us this little plug. But Teresa, what advice would you have to somebody earning that kind of money, potentially tax-free, with really a minimum of expenses? We've talked to multiple yacht crew over the years, and virtually everyone we have spoken to has agreed that this is probably the best financial opportunity they'll ever have to really build up some substantial capital. So the key point is you're earning a great salary and you actually get to keep virtually all of it. So then it's up to you to make sure that whilst you do enjoy yourself, you have one eye on the future and you save as much as you possibly can, because this opportunity you get in yachting is potentially life changing. So at the point where you leave yachting, you can then move on the next stage of your life, your ideal or dream life. That's a tremendous opportunity, isn't it, Roger? Look look at it this way. People who have a land-based job, they work until they're 65, 70, maybe a bit later. And what they're aiming for is to accumulate, say, roughly a million, between three quarters of a million and a million. That's what a lot of people aim for. Well, over the course of a yachting career, which could be 10 to 15 years, you can do that already. And you can do that 20, 30 years ahead of of people with a land-based job. It is an incredible opportunity to build up that financial platform so that you can live the rest of your life as you want to. doesn't mean you'll never have to work again, but it certainly means you won't have to take a job again that you don't want to do, and you'll be able to drive your life in a direction that fulfills you and brings meaning to you. And who doesn't want a meaningful life? Uh, So it's an incredible opportunity, Teresa. It really is. It's just remarkable. Our objective is basically to ensure that as and encourage as many people in yachting to build up their financial independence while they're in the industry so that then they can move on to living a life on their own terms. Basically, they will be in the driving seat then of what what they choose to do. Exactly, which is pretty much what the life of the super yacht owner is like. Okay, you're not going to have super yacht owner money. <laughs> you're not going to be that wealthy. Just you know, temper your expectations. But you will have that freedom. And believe me, freedom, my goodness, the freedom to do what you want with your life when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed is just incredible. What an opportunity. Don't waste it. Thank you ever so much for listening to this episode of Fast Track Your Yachting Career. Do join us again for another episode soon. Uh, In the meantime, stay safe and safe sailing. Exactly. Bye, everybody.